Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to walk you through this week's news. And our front page is all about the Hilltowns. H. Rose Schneider on the job. The lead story is looking at two old contracts. Uh, residents have come forward about agreements that were made by a former planning board and former zoning board and are looking to have those changed. The view, of course, is of the gateway to Knox, the beautiful ribbon of a road, 156, heading into the Helderbergs. The stories beneath are both uh, dealing with the Burn Knox Westerlo School District. Last week, we wrote about a 10-year-old who says that a father came into the school and shook him. The school denied it. And then this week, the father in question, who we had been unable to reach, came in in turn to our news office and also to the school board meeting to say that His son had been bullied since first grade, and he feels the school is unresponsive, and he never touched another child but his own, and um, he is just looking for some kind of resolution to the difficulties that his son faces. The other story by Rose on the front page involves a decision the school board made to review their handbook. The school board president had wanted to scrap it entirely, Um, One of the school board members, Helen Lounsbury, has been citing passages in it about job postings and procedures she feels the board should follow. She then called our newspaper when there was an incident at school. She happened to be there at a board meeting early in the morning just to let us know. And the board president felt that, um, as the handbook says, he is the voice of the board and that it was improper for her to call a newspaper and wanted to scrap the handbook. Turning the page, we have um, a more artwork by Carol Coogan illustrating an editorial that begins complimenting the Voorheesville School District. We're so pleased after we wrote stories and editorials when parents had raised issues about more um, sports teams and opportunities for boys and girls, more money being spent. Um, The board held a forum, Listen to the Public, is trying to work out solutions, and we understand from Sean Mulcairin, who covers the school district, that they've agreed to do an indoor track team. They're not technically in violation of Title IX, but we applaud the superintendent, who said being compliant isn't enough. We want to do better. At the same time, though, we're disappointed. Two of the board members refused to answer questions as they're running for election. We have another blockbuster column by Dennis Sullivan. I saw Dan Frinta walking the streets of the village this morning saying he can't wait to read the piece about George Carlton, who he saw perform live at U Albany. And two more pages of election letters. And again, it's a heated election in the Burn Knox Westerlo School District. Most of these are in favor of Randy Bashwinger. We had a lot of letters last week in favor of the incumbent Lillian Sisson Chrysler. And Mr. Bashwinger himself outlined his goals, what he'd like to accomplish if elected to the board. A fascinating letter from Phil Arany, who read our article and editorial and agreed about the need 
campaigned to make medical marijuana more accessible, but pointed out a problem we hadn't addressed, and that is because of federal regulations. It's on a cash basis only, which is difficult for both patients and facilities. A great picture was sent in by the advisors of the Future Farmers of America at Bern Knox Westerlo. It's wonderful they've started that um, organization there. And they are having a fundraising movie and dinner night, and we encourage people to go. Jack McClinic, the post commander in Voorheesville, is telling people about the upcoming parade, and we think it's great that one community in our area, there are several, but still carry on that tradition. Um, Mary Ellen Johnson from the Gilderland Historical Society is urging people to learn about the Rap Road community settled by African Americans and now on the Historic Register. This is the statement that the board member at BKW, Helen Lounsbury, read to the school board with some of her afterthoughts, she calls them. Jesse Summer, I have to say, this is a favorite letter. He is stationed in Iraq and just loves getting his hometown news. And I'll read you one sentence. He listens to this podcast. So we're saying we salute you, Jesse. Um, and he says he can hear about hometown news while gazing down on the sands of Southwest Asia from a Black Hawk, 1200 feet above ground. The old men of the mountain are <laughs> talking about springtime. And Michael Koff, our photographer, documented the wonderful annual celebration of English as new language learners. They have an extravaganza where families prepare foods from around the world and everyone shares. A picture by Michael that is just capturing a sort of magic moment. The Voorheesville Library had a session where you could learn about high tea and low tea. Um, Pat Lightbody is gearing up with her auxiliary in Knox to line the main street there, 156, with flags from the mailboxes. Jana Schillinglaw and Karen Finnessy, who partnered um, with the Community Cares Days and is just thanking the community. Then we start our news. Uh, more news from Burn Knox Westerlo. They've agreed to hire a school resource officer through the sheriff's office. It'll be cost $65,000 a year. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer is catching us up on appointments in Gilderland. This is the new highway superintendent, Gregory Weir, and his old post as head of Parks and Rec is still vacant and may be parsed out to different people, but the post of town planner, which has been vacant for a year and a half since Jan Weston retired, the supervisor, uh, Peter Barber, assures Elizabeth there's going to be an appointment there soon. She also wrote about the rebuild of the Weaver Road Bridge, which has been a long time in coming. And this is the election in Voorheesville, uncontested. Michael Confora and Cynthia Monahan, both incumbents. These are the questions they were asked with the answers. And Sean's also updated us after a slight hitch. It's the community build is on for the community playground, and people are encouraged to sign up through the website. <clears throat> Lots going on. Of course, the Tulip Festival in Albany is this weekend, and we have a hometown young woman who has been named to the court, the Tulip Court. Her name is Natalie Joseph, and here she is with her family, and we just had a delightful talk with her and wish her the best. She says it doesn't matter if she wins. She just wants to help people. And 
Rose has written about a grant at the Hike Preserve working with Vassar College to control invasive species, both plants and insects. There's a garden and quilt celebration in Schoharie. Bethlehem is having another restaurant week. And dog obedience classes are being offered at the Cornell Cooperative Extension. This is more on the lawyer-reviewed handbook, and BKW has named its valedictorian and its salutatorian, and we congratulate um, we congratulate them both. And here we have Courtney Sherwin shaking hands with Helen Lounsbury. She's an honor student. Congratulations to her as well. There is a vote, as everyone knows, on May 15th, but what we hadn't covered until now is the Rensselaerville Library is going to have uh, partial funding coming through the Greenville School District, so people will be voting on that, and this is just a look at this remarkable gem of a little library and what is being done with the funds. More on the contracts in Knox. And in our business corner, we have learned that Joseph Joseph Rabalato is, after many, many years, selling Falvo's Meat Market and looking for people that he says could walk into a turnkey business. He says he has many loyal customers that really appreciate the kinds of meats and service offered there. A Altamont resident has become a park officer, and David's Unique Jewelers has moved just slightly, but is still offering service that combines traditional with new things in jewelry. Sean has written about the Altamont Village Board uh, agreeing to spend $23,000 for a study on connecting in case of emergency with Gilderland Water, but they decided to delay the decision to actually apply because of the, you know, the price involved. Um, this week's podcast is with just a fascinating young woman, Fabronia Mansour, who is a Gilderland High School senior and, among other things, has done research through a team at Albany Med on glowing worms as it relates to Alzheimer's. Here is Beulah, our news hound, as always tracking the truth, and we have a community calendar chock full of events. Lovely color for our Mother's Day page, and happy day to all the mothers out there. Sean has written a story about some of the recreational opportunities in our midst. You don't have to go to the Catskills or the Adirondacks to find wilderness and peace through walking, and these are different venues that are preserved through the Mohawk Hudson Land Conservancy and are open to the public. On our crimes section, we have two fires, both in Knox, written about by H. Rose Schneider. The first one happened last week, and a man decided uh, to burn down his garage, which um, resulted in a misdemeanor ticket because um, (laughs) it's not the thing to do. Out of season for uh, brush fires as well. Meanwhile, a 10-year-old boy who was being disciplined with a timeout in his room set the room on fire, and that was quickly put out uh, by the volunteer firefighters and didn't spread to the rest of the house, thankfully. Um, He was charged with two felonies. These are the arrests that we report on this week. Two stories out of Bethlehem. The police have advice because there's been a rash of cars broken into Don't leave your car unlocked is the basic advice, and don't leave devices in plain sight. 
This woman was charged with a stabbing um, in the parking lot at the Delaware Plaza. And from the DEC, there's something called Wave the Water Assessment Volunteer Evaluators. And you can become one looking at local bodies of water to see how healthy they are and reporting in as a citizen scientist to help the DEC. Lots is going on at our libraries, as always. Of note, in Bethlehem, there's a station where you can pump your tires of your bike and do repairs if needed. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> allergy season. Um, The Altamont Library was part of the village-wide annual PTA garage sale and had many books for sale. I myself took over boxes and boxes and boxes. Classified ads, if we don't have it, you don't need it. Lots and lots of senior news. That yellow bus in New Scotland seems to be going almost everywhere. Gilderland, as always, has Daily events, as well as senior safety and drug interaction events. This just ended up on the seniors' page. (laughs) These women aren't particularly old, but we got the Garden Club news in. Here is the winner of the contest for their yearbook cover. In the Hilltowns, Alice Gibbs is looking for people that want to take a trip to Niagara Falls. And Madeline Bratt in the Helderbergs is updating people on all the various county services that are available in the Hilltowns. This was a sad one for me. Betty Cowley, um, who was married to the artist Ed Cowley and loved him and cared for him his whole life, as well as in her own right being a fascinating person who created artistic masterpieces out of gardens and wrote about it and was instrumental in helping to preserve through the APA, the Altamont um, Planning Association, what we think of as Altamont today, including the train station that later became the library. She will be sorely missed. After we go through our legal notices... We come up with sports, and Elizabeth has written about Christine Myers, a Gilderland graduate, now at St. Rose, who is burning up the track. And the Gilderland girls are still (laughs) doing well in track, even though Myers has graduated. They came in first in the Colony Relays, and these are fantastic pictures by Michael Koff that catch them in their winning ways. And we conclude as well with the Dutch young women who fought hard but came up short after a rally in their softball game, and we wish you a good week.